So Merry Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas time. That's right. Time uh, yeah, we, oh, come on, wait. This is a punk show, the punk episode. You gotta play Fuck Christmas by uh Fear. Oh, I got a good intro, don't worry. Oh, all right. <laughs> You'll like it. Oh, I hope I hope fuck it for Christmas by Fear. Oh, I just heard from Joe, and his answer was yeah. fuck. Oh. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> well, I fucking forgot he said. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, you called, I, you called I, it. I'm going to say, I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. So, should we ask him where he is and if he's going to? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking him. Okay. Yeah, like, where are you? <laughs> are you near a computer? He's probably at Trivia Night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking say, without doubt, he's at Trivia Night somewhere. I'll be like, no, I'm at Trivia Night. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess we'll do this without you. <laughs> is he that big into Trivia Night? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm aware of <laughs> It's a big deal. It is a All big right. deal. I'm not near home right now. Shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're not no. rescheduling this. It's way too important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's been some there's been some stuff happening since we last recorded. Somewhere in time news. You hear it first. Okay. There's a new Metallica song. <laughs> yes there is and they announced a new album <laughs> so uh 72 seasons is the new album coming out in august or i'm sorry april of 2023 april. april i don't remember what 25th or something like that or no that's i'm sure we can google that very fast anyway there's a new song called lux eterna keith have you heard it i actually have not <laughs> I so, oh yeah I, I saw it and I, I could have listened to it numerous times and i just was, well you're on a podcast with two massive fans. You're going to hear a little bit of it at least. Today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So I'll play a little bit of it. April 14th. You get the gist. So that's mm-hmm. it. Old school sounding. Yeah. Old school. Get that new wave of British heavy metal riff going on there. It's very yeah, see that. I mean, when you say old school, I'm like, it does not sound like Kill 'em All at all. But I get what you're saying. But, well, well, the, the riff is very, like, you know. Yeah, that's head. a very new wave of British heavy metal. He even says yeah. uh, lightning, light, lightning the Nations or something like that. And there's a Diamond Head album called Lightning to the Nations. So I don't think that's a coincidence. No, and Lux Eterna means eternal light. It's kind of a nod to Hit the Lights. Somebody actually did a mashup of Hit the Lights and this song, and it works yeah. pretty well. They sped it up a little bit, but it still works. Yeah, and uh, they're touring, doing a two-year mm-hmm. tour. There's actually 
what four different opening bands there's so there's two nights they're 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 doing two nights uh, at each at each location and um the first night is um mammoth which is uh, eddie van halen's son wolfgang van halen's band uh and pantera so pantera is is opening the first night which that originally i wasn't gonna go and i, I saw that and i'm like fuck <laughs> we talked about this on the pantera episode about how they're doing the reunion or whatever you want to call it the not a reunion it's not a reunion yeah you can't it's yeah it's, but it's, it's not pantera but it is celebration yeah, yeah. they're yeah. touring as pantera with two members that weren't in the band because well, not not right now rex is and that's right rex has covid <laughs> <laughs> on the dl so. <laughs> yeah but still i mean that that can dovetail into the next piece of news which is the pantera stuff so there have been i think what three or four shows at this point now so yeah i think so and uh, which means obviously in the day that in day and age we're in now we get to hear it because people film every fucking thing at concerts so mm-hmm. there's been youtube clips and there's been video and i mean i think we talked about it. we were both, we were all kind of worried about phil's voice for this like yeah eh. um I think they are tuned down. I mean, most of Pantera stuff is already tuned down a little bit, especially the stuff from Far Beyond Driven and um, Vulgar Display. And but this is tuned down a half step further, which I think we said they were probably going to do anyway, just to you know help fill out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. But they sound pretty good. I, I pulled a clip from one of their shows, and this is them doing uh, Strength Beyond Strength. I thought that was a good example of. That's a good Phil vocal song, so I, I pulled that. Oh, yeah. It's for dime bag events, man. Give it up. Every moment we share together, it's for them. I want to see you go fucking crazy here. Do you understand me? Sounds yeah, good. I think they sound good. I mean, yeah. I think Keith, you may have said this last time, but it's Charlie Benante, so like, yeah, yeah, like it, it's not gonna be bad. He's not gonna fuck things up. It's yeah, one of the best drummers, if not no. the best metal drummer ever. So, you know, I mean, I love Vinny, but I think Charlie's better than <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. yeah. I think yes. Vinny had like some really. Well, I was gonna say he had innovative stuff, but so did Charlie. Charlie was doing blast beats, yeah. blast beats before blast beats were even a thing. So, but you know, like I said, it 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 it's me excited to see them live again. You know, so. yeah, that yeah, that's kind of what when we were talking about going to see Metallica originally. I was like, no, no, I'm not going to that. It's too expensive. Fuck it. Yeah, not doing it. 
Then it was like, I heard these Pantera clips, and I'm like, and they're playing, it's not until 2024, but it was like Pantera and Metallica. Pantera sounds pretty good live. Yeah. Like, I thought it was maybe it'd be a disaster, but it's good. I was like, man, that's that's a pretty, that's hard to do. And it's, like, it's Metallica, and it's Metallica touring on their new album, which, mm-hmm. <sighs> how many more times are we going to see them live? That's the other thing yeah. I keep telling myself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A handful. Yeah. I mean, every time possible. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I missed the last I one. There are some guys I who actually do tour, that. So. Yeah. Um, but also, that was, uh, yeah, that's, and we saw them when we saw them in Pittsburgh and Pam, we saw them in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was great. Just kick back at a stadium, but it was still cool. Just kick back, you know, watch the show. It wasn't like, well, and that's what we're going to do this time yeah, because our cool. seats, trust me, we didn't, yeah. we didn't shell out the five to $600 for, for mm. the, for the two no. nights. We, we found seats. We're going to Boston. We found seats. Yeah. In the 300 section of Gillette Stadium, so it's like, you know, I mean, it. I looked at the seat. The view I, from the I seats. don't. You you keep on saying like we. I mean, so in other words, you got a deal. You didn't pay top. Of it the was two hundred bucks for both nights per ticket. That's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. So you know, a hundred bucks per concert. I mean, it's very yeah. it's very reasonable. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But uh, this day we, and age, it is. In twenty twenty. 2024. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. It's it's August 2024. We got time to plan too. We got time to save. So <laughs> yeah, it just was annoying that they were like, "This is the way it always goes." Here's our new album. Yeah, like this new album coming out, and here's our new tour. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. <laughs> like, well, it was, it was like two days you had, but still, I was like, what? I "Fuck you." <laughs> Number <Hate> one. <laughs> It's it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. I don't have any money. <laughs> right. That's the other thing. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Guess what you just bought yourselves? Exactly. You're getting yourself a talking Merry table. Christmas. <laughs> Fuck you. And fucking kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, man, come on. <laughs> but whatever. We're going. Yep. So. We're going. It was just, they had all these package deals of like, you can spend oh like a thousand dollars and get like all these big, yeah, like this 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 whole snake pit thing you could do, and then like it was like oh one of the packages. God. Now, I'll, I'll say up front it was seven thousand dollars, and then I'll say, but <laughs> it was it was like yeah. you get what was it like you it's you and eight guests, and you can bring uh, eight different guests per night, so you could actually bring up to sixteen people if you wanted to. And you get like club level seats, you get like merchandise, you get free food and drinks, you get like all this stuff. I mean, for seven thousand dollars, you fucking better, right? I mean, I get a yeah. bleep BJ at him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a little ridiculous. And then the you know yeah the snake pit tickets were like absurdly expensive, and that's the thing. Like back in the day, you know, you you were fan club, you get you enter a lottery to win that stuff, and you pay the normal price you pay for a ticket and then you get all this other stuff on top of that. But they don't do that these days. So. <laughs> Time to that was 20 years ago. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back when they were making yeah. money off record sales, which they aren't anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's, I think that's all the news I had, unless you guys had something else. Uh, I don't think so. No, I think that was the big okay. one. Okay. Well, let's get it going with this episode.
All right. Welcome back to Somewhere in Time Podcast, everybody. SomewhereinTimePodcast.com is where you find us online. All of our goodies there, episode streaming there, links to our social media, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, I am Eric. We've got Tim here. Hello. Keith is here. Good evening. And Joe is not here. <laughs> we have Man no Joe. So just the three of us this time. So, but uh, yeah, this episode we're going to talk about some punk rock from 1982. Not 1992. We're doing 40th anniversary this episode of, yeah. of two punk albums. Uh, Bad Brains, both debut albums, right? Bad Brains and Misfits, mm-hmm. technically. I mean, they had, I think it had some like smaller exactly, releases. Yeah, Bad, Bad Brains had released like seven inches and they, they did two recordings, but I still don't understand kind of how those were released. It's like the Roars. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One way or another. This is, this is their official first release. So. Yeah. Yep. And then Misfits, uh, Walk Among Us, so. Uh, yeah, we'll start with Bad Brains. Um, play a little bit of this. All right, so that is uh, HR or Paul D. Hudson on vocals, Dr. No or Gary Miller on uh, guitar and backing vocals, Daryl Jennifer on bass and backing vocals, and Earl Hudson on drums, uh, HR's younger brother. How about that? Yeah. Production by Jay Dubley. Uh, sort of <laughs> yeah i mean it's punk. pretty rough it's an, yeah. it's an 82 punk album yeah if you're looking for good production yeah. you're probably looking yeah nice look place. elsewhere yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> i don't think that's what people look for uh, i believe this i believe if if i remember reading this correctly it was done on a four track oh really i'd believe it <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Not so I, I think we have practices that sound better than this yeah. <laughs> but yeah so okay. admittedly i don't listen to the bad brains this is the first time i've ever listened to a bad brains album in its entirety oh yeah i know (laughs) right in the heart (laughs) i mean mean, well well, yeah all right well let's let's get into that like what is the significance of the bad brains because um i mean it goes it's easily can easily be stated that this is obviously the most influential and important band that this show has ever talked about by far really easily oh absolutely much more than We've talked about Anything Black else. Sabbath. Oh, no. I'm trying to get take a dig at Metallica, and you guys won't even. I, bite. No, I'm not <laughs> taking <Yeah>. the bait. But <laughs> he's wrong. I, I mean, but... <laughs> one way or another. I mean, Bad Brains. Bad Brains. Flat out is has been heralded as. I mean, because it's not just you know. Let's face it. When you look at you know, say um, Black Sabbath. I mean, they influenced the entirety of heavy metal. I mean, the genre pretty much was created by that. But how far does their reach go outside of metal? I mean, I don't know. Bad Brains. I mean, they have influenced everything from, you know, Beastie Boys to, uh, I mean, well, you go through all of the, like, the, the whole grunge scene, like pretty much Bad from Brains. punk, from metal, from hardcore into virtually, like, 
all other popular forms of music. Well, I think that when you listen to the album, it's it's a little clear why that is because you have hardcore, punk, reggae, almost some ska sounding stuff in there. Like it's it it runs the gamut, man. It's like you know, it's not just I it's mean, just as punk, you know. And that like well, that, I mean, the, the 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 funniest thing about this band is you know uh, this band was formed in around seventy seven. And uh, HR was not their original lead singer. Uh, Sid McRae was the original lead singer, and they were a fusion band. Kind of, they're trying to be like a Weather Report, you know, Maharishnu Orchestra kind of style shit. And it's just like Chick Corea. It's like, what? <laughs> huh? And, and, you know, one way or another, uh, they, all of a sudden they heard the Ramones, um, and, and things changed. And they took kind of, I mean, that's the one thing. Like, all these guys are, are I mean, not HR, but the rest of them are, are pretty damn good musicians. They're not, I mean, let's face it, they're not Chick Corea. They definitely are not John McLaughlin. Um, I, I'm now going to just start rattling off jazz names that you guys are just going to be staring dead at back at me. Yeah. <laughs> you, can say, you can say anything right now. We're not going to be yeah, man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jaco Pastorius. Uh, yeah. I heard that name. Yeah, <laughs> but one way or another, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like these guys actually were started doing like this jazz thing, and then they, you know, started hearing what was going on, uh, you know, in punk rock, and changed their thing. You know, um, you know, uh, in our interview we had with uh, with Tommy Victor, you know, from Prong however long ago that was, he mentioned that, you know, Bad Brains started hardcore. The biggest thing, you know, about these guys is their, their, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, this album came out in 1982. Yes. This band started in, like, 77, 78. So these songs were not brand new. They had been doing this shit for, you know, four years. So it's a matter of their addition of the speed. Like, they really added in a lot more quickness that kind of affected, especially from the early days in the D.C. scene, like if you listen to Teen Idols, you know they got something, and then all of a sudden Minor Threat pops off out of the, you know the uh, skeletons of Teen Idols becomes Minor Threat, and all of a sudden they're you know jacking up that tempo, um, and I think that that was the main influence that that really kind of affected things, you know, from where they came from, and of course as you just mentioned, you know they also all of a sudden you're sitting here listening to this you know hardcore album, and you know jaw calling pops in <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like wait what happened you know and i mean <laughs> yeah. i mean let's face it this is the early 80s so everybody's on drugs <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. i mean like I, I wouldn't be surprised if some people were just like whoa dude <laughs> what happened you know, you know yeah but uh you know let's, let's face it the, the reggae influence into there really kind of you know i think showed that these guys weren't just uh you know writing it in and doing what everyone else was doing. Uh, well, as much as you say that yeah. it was a little different, uh, it's kind of funny. I, I, I don't even remember where I read this, but, you know, back at the beginning of punk rock, so to speak, Johnny Rotten and um, Joe Strummer would have contests, apparently. Now, this is just something I read ages ago about who had the larger reggae collection. Because, you know... Um, I mean, reggae as a musical form was actually invented. You know, it, it kind of took ska and rock and roll and it kind of created, was formulated in the 60s. Hmm. So it wasn't even that old at this point. Uh, but it was 
ska back from the 50s, I guess, that really kind of generated the, the working class kind of skinhead movement that ended up leading from mods and into punks, um, you know, along British coastal towns, kind of in the uh, shipping centers. You know, that's kind of how skinhead, the skinhead movement came, came to be, but from ska. So one way or another, the transition into reggae was pretty simplistic and easy for all of these, you know, punk rockers. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, this band from D.C. that's actually flat out playing reggae as part of the set. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Without this band, I mean, there would be no 311 without this band. There'd be no Fishbone without this band. Like, those bands are like, they're doing basically, I mean, 311 is not hardcore, obviously. No. But, no yeah, I mean, and, and, and Fishbone, I mean, are they ska? I mean, are they, you know, I mean, that's that, that, right. Fishbone's a band that I really don't think defies any kind of definition. They do everything, and it's all part of their shit, but one way But clearly influenced by oh, yeah. bad brands. Like, I mean, it's, it's not the same, but you can tell they took some influence from it, you know? Like, and these, you know, you see bands, I mean, I'll talk about this a little later when we get to the tracks, but how many different types of bands cover Bad Brains? Like, 311 yeah. covers them, Stone Sour covers them, Wrong yeah. covers them, you know, A Living Color. Like, there's, there's the whole wide range of different genres of music that cover this band that just shows, like, how unique they really were. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like I said at the beginning, I didn't really listen to Bad Brains. I don't listen to Bad Brains. And now I, I'm not going to say I'm a fan, but <laughs> I recognize <laughs> I recognize their influence and I recognize their uniqueness. Um, you know, we'll grade the album as we always do. And, you know, you'll yeah. see my... my well, you'll still see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's elements of them that I like, but there's elements that just I really don't like, you know. And I think that's true with a lot of punk rock and hardcore. Like, I just didn't grow up on it, so it's not my thing. Mostly, I mean, I mean it's funny you mentioned that. For, for me, I mean, let's face it: Bad Brains is originally is from DC. You know, by the point time this album came out, they had moved to New York because, you know, as the song relates, yeah. uh, you know, banned in DC, <laughs> they mm-hmm. they were virtually weren't allowed to play yeah, any of the major literally venues. Literally, were banned in DC. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they all they they moved to New York. Um, yeah. But that's the whole thing. Like. You know, for me, getting into punk rock, like Minor Threat was the first band that really kind of changed everything for me. I heard that and was just like, fuck, yes. I mean, and, and you know, I heard Bad Brains, but you just never got around to buying it. You know, I think I've, I've said this millions of times about so many other metal albums that were out there, but Bad Brains, I just just never ended up in my hands. And then it was, uh, I was as a sophomore in college, and I, you know, asked for some Bad Brains for probably Christmas. And of course, my family did what they normally always do, and they went out and they, they got me a Bad Brains record. They got me God of Love, and that is the brand new one that had just come out, and it, um, it's not as good as this. <laughs> I mean, not, not to say that you guys think that this is any good, whatever, but one way or another, it's, yeah, it's one of those albums that I you know, ended up selling to a used place. I have since repurchased it, but one way or another, you know, it's like... Uh, my parents, every time I ask for like, you know, huge seminal band that, you know, I want to get the, the real <laughs> shit that started it all. And they get me the brand new album. It's yeah. like, you know, hey, I want some Iron Maiden. And they get me like, you know, Dance with Death or something. <laughs> they, you know, Virtual X. Oh, Yo. fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> the, only, the only Bad Brain song that I really knew was Soulcraft because that's the only song oh, I've yeah. ever played on Headbangers Ball. Yeah. <laughs> and that's on. Yeah. That's on an 89 album, which we could have talked about that album. But yeah, we I, could have. Yeah. I, I, 
You yeah. you guys don't know sailing on attitude okay, well, vanity scene. Yeah, sailing on of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Fearless vampire killers, pay to come, right brigade. Big takeover, I I'd heard. A big take oh yeah. Yeah. Man. No, I knew I knew sailing on from this album. That's pretty much it. No, leaving Babylon. That's right. Leaving Babylon on I only knew that because three eleven covered it on one of the albums. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, I mean that I guess kind of brings up uh, you know, uh, my old roommate. Well, one day, you know, I was living in, in Falls Church, Virginia, for anyone not from the area that's kind of like inside the D.C. Beltway. But uh, I was living in this house with two of my friends, and we had virtually like six bands practicing at this house uh, at the time, you know. So yeah, we got evicted. But, um, you know, one way or another, you know, I got home, you know, from work one day, and I, you know, was in my room, and, you know, a band starts playing. Uh, I'm just like, all right. And I could swear there were planned it was either fearless vampire killer no it was the big takeover yeah so all of a sudden i hear that and i'm like motherfucker somebody <laughs> has got their their hr impression down pat it's <laughs> like damn so you know later in the evening i go out for a cigarette and my roommate dave is sitting on the couch he's like this was a shit eating green shit eating grin on his face and i'm like hey he's just like hey did you hear that i'm like yes it was a band practice we've it's like the fourth one we've had this week. And he's just like, yeah, but did you hear we were playing? I'm like, yeah, I heard a couple Bad Brains tunes. He's just like, what'd you think? I'm like, they were Bad Brains tunes. They sounded fantastic. But what? Just like, oh, what? How did? And he just keeps on like gunning <laughs> me when I'm like, what? what? What What are you talking about? Just like, what'd you think about the vocals? I'm like, well, somebody was freaking nailing HR down there. And he's just like, yeah, because it was hr <laughs> hr practice was practicing in your basement i'm like what the fuck god damn it <laughs> so in other words i had hr practicing in my basement and um you didn't bother mentioning that to me because you know i you know i was in my bedroom just sitting there of course god. you guys can probably guess what i was doing <laughs> smoking weed world of warcraft oh oh yes yeah, so, yeah, instead of being in my basement being cool punk rock guy watching HR play <laughs> in my basement, I was upstairs playing World of Warcraft. Oh, well, shit. there's my, uh, there's my, yeah. So uh, HR has been has practiced in my basement a couple times. It was <laughs> HR, the band, uh, you know, of which he is the lead singer of. But wow. they played a couple Bad Brain songs in my basement, so I figured I should mention that story. Well, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, one way or another, like the, the track listing on this thing, I mean, for the DC punk scene, these are the absolute Bad Brains classics. I mean, of course, you know, the stuff on Right Brigade, uh, there, there's 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 a lot of solid content that this band has produced. But, you know, for me, um, Attitude and Sailing On, I think might be my two favorites. They're just the crazy thing about this band that it, it, it's kind of absurd. It's just like. All right. Um, the band's name came from uh, uh, the the book called "Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude" by Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill was this author that did self help books, like in the forties and fifties. It turns out he was a flat out con man. <laughs> this guy has been pretty much been written off because apparently, like he talked about, like I don't know, you know, all the time that he spent with, like you know. Uh, FDR or something, and apparently he had never met him. Or uh, apparently this guy bullshit a whole time. But one way or another, uh, HR found this book on his dad's bookshelf, 
and ended up reading it because his dad would like lay into him about what kind of life he was living and what he was going to do with himself. So he ended up picking this thing up and it's flat out like, you know, it, it's, it's whole thing is, is success through positive attitudes. And it's really kind of corporate success. Like go be that leader in corporate world. <laughs> that's quite ironic. Yes. So that's like pretty much this band started. Like, this band was originally called mind power and it changed into bad brains actually because oh, okay. of a Ramon song. Uh, but one way or another. Okay. So they, he reads this book and all of a sudden they, they, they their whole mindset of this band is to have a positive outreach to, 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 Give a a a better attitude for people to do. Now it's it's crazy to say that because this band's live show back in the day was considered the most dangerous goddamn thing that there was out there. When moshing first started, these guys took it to a level that no one had ever seen before, and it was just I mean uh, absurd from what I've heard. Like there's this very famous uh, video of uh, them playing CBGBs in '82, where pretty much like I mean I don't know if you guys have ever been to cbgb's no, no it is it is very small you know it's a yeah, you know everybody that. talks about like oh and it's like you know i got to play there twice and it's like really it's you know i mean the stage is like really high off the ground but one way or another it's there's not a whole lot of space in there so yeah. people are gonna be jumping off the, the walls they're gonna it's gonna get freaking nuts but one way or another so the amount of uh i guess you could say energy that was always going around about bad brain shows was always kind of insane and relatively violent, I guess. But when it comes down to what they're really talking about, and I mean, the, you know, the best song to kind of note this for, I guess, is the song Attitude. You know, they mentioned the, uh, oh, I got that PMA. PMA is positive mental attitude. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah. So one way or another, the big thing that HR was really trying to kind of roll out there was a, a, a positive you know, expression to, to get, you know, get the kids motivated and to be successful young people. And it's absurd. It's just, it's just, you you say that and you're like, wait a minute, that band, you know, (laughs) well, we we haven't talked about the the album cover yet. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I mean, they could have called the album band in DC really. Yeah. (laughs) If they they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, it, this album is referred to as the yellow tape. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw that. Yeah. Or attitude, uh, the R O I R sessions. It's the roar sessions. Roar sessions, whatever that is. Yeah. I, I kind of like the album cover. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you see that everywhere. Like if you yeah, see, you a, if you see some dude in a band with a bad brain shirt on, it's usually that album cover. Yeah. Um, or if like, there's a poster in the background somewhere, it's usually that, that <laughs> yeah. image. Yeah. It's pretty iconic it's, for them. Yeah. No, oh, it's a cool album cover. I mean, it, yes, it is a cool album cover. Uh, I don't know. I guess most of their album artwork is actually pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if you think about Bad Brands and like what other album do you think of, you know, album cover anywhere? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. This one? Yeah, right. Uh, Into the, fu- the Future is cool. I mean, God of Love is at least well, let me look. colorful. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm not familiar. Eye Against Eye, I've seen that before. And I remember that. I do know that song, too, actually. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, well, that's because uh, Soul to Zero did it. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's always the cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, I know you it know, because like, of the cover. Yeah, well, Exactly. This band has been covered by virtually everyone. So. 
Man, they have an album in 2012. I had no idea. Oh. Yeah, these album covers I'm not familiar with, except no. for this. Well, it's a live at Fillmore, which is basically the same album cover as yeah. this one. Yeah. <laughs> Black uh, Dots. God of Love. Okay. I've never seen that before. I mean, they're cool. Oh, I've seen this one. The Youth Are Getting Restless. I've seen that album cover. I think I had that yeah. CD at one point. Or oh, tape okay. or something. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, this album was first released only on cassette. So. Right. Because Yellow Tape. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Much like the Instinct demo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. And it's the same influence, you know I mean? Oh, of course. <laughs> DC-based band. Yeah. Oh, so much <laughs> reggae, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loads of it. Doing like reggaeton beats. And yeah. Everything. That breakdown and you changed everything, right? That's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into Whoa, the tracks? So yeah. Or the production. Well, I mean, we, kind of we need to talk about production. The only thing I'd say about the production is the uh, yeah. vocals are vocals are like totally reverbed out. Like it's, Oh yeah. You know, it's just like, are you in a, 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 a bathroom somewhere in DC recording these vocals? Cause it's like, it's also got some effect on it too, a little bit. And some songs anyway. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Low, uh, did, did either of you guys see the uh, the Weird Al movie? Yeah, I did watch it. No. Okay, because his oh, it, you should. It's you hilarious. Actually, it it's basically fantastic. a sequel to UHF. If you think about, oh, it. oh really? I mean, the it, way they do it, it's you know, it's because it's it's a parody. And it's not obviously it's not weird. It's Al's real movie. life, man. Oh, That's yeah. how it went down. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? One about way or another, it, yeah. I mean, the, the big thing about it is a number of the aspects of it they kept real. Uh, like take for instance, you know, when they did, they recorded the first song, uh, by Bologna. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was done in a bathroom. Oh, okay. It was literally done. Really? They were, they recorded that in a bathroom at like a bus depot and that, <laughs> oh. that literally, they, that actually happened. That's funny. You know, he got his first accordion from a door to door accordion sales. That actually <laughs> happened. That's hilarious. But, one That's way or another, awesome. uh, you know. So yes, his first thing was recorded in the bathroom, and this sounds like this was recorded yes. in yes, a bathroom. It it's a bit of a detractor. I mean, I understand what's going on I, here. Never, nevertheless, it's yeah. kind of yeah. rough. No, yeah, none of these <laughs> bands had money. I know, and all the money they did have, they were not spending it on production. They were no. spending it on various recreational activities. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> understand, and I'm not. You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. That's that's what happened back then. So, well, do we need to go track by track, or we want to just call out some highlights? I mean, let's. I mean, let's face it. Uh, sailing on. I mean, you already. I think started that was my favorite too. Actually, I think that yeah, I like that's really a lot. Um, I liked Super Touch. Yeah, shit fit. Shit fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really good. I, I, play, play. I don't don't need it because I think that. I feel like that's their fastest song. That is fucking oh, yeah. fast. I like that. That riff is crazy. Yeah. It's like speed metal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 
guitar solo. Yeah. I'm gonna play the whole night. The song's a minute hey, seven, so like I'm you're almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> Fifty-five seconds here. I'm gonna play the whole fuck. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the one thing I, I was trying to come up with. Like, you know, what's the good part of any of these songs to start? Like li- listening to it, it's like well, these all these songs are like one to two minutes. It's like yeah, you know, you can pretty much hit the play at the beginning and you know eventually get to the part without needing to stop it for legal concerns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Um. We'll play it's play attitude start at 12 seconds that's what you're talking about the pma the public or, uh, yeah what is it positive mental positive attitude. mental attitude yeah okay now, now i get it yeah now i get it but see that's 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 some of the stuff i didn't like the whole the, his his, his yeah, vocal. Yeah, that <laughs> weird vocal effect that he does it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not a big fan of that i, I like it more now than i did 30 years ago because i remember our, our friend jeff was way into oh, red yeah. brains and he would play him and i'd be like nope <laughs> <laughs> just didn't like it but now actually you know yes it's not bad I agree with that. I, 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 I totally, mean, it's a totally different mindset now. And you're like, I can hear things differently. And it's just, it's interesting that you come back to it this, this many years later and you're like, huh, okay. Well, yeah. another big thing about these guys specifically, because it does not, I mean, uh, another thing, you know, I read, I guess yesterday maybe, uh, but you know, there was a, something came out in one of those metal things where Iron Maiden commented about, or uh, Bruce commented about Johnny Rotten and punk rock. And, oh, I think I, I saw mean, we, we, we all, we all, you know, let's face it. It's, it's, you know, Iron Maiden talking about punk rock. It's not going to be positive, yeah. but you know, he goes off about how, you know, garbage punk rock is because these guys, you know, didn't know what the hell they were playing. They didn't know how to play their instruments and voila. Um, and that's the big thing with, uh, I mean, that's very true for a lot of punk bands, especially in the earlier days. You know, people would just show up and whichever, you know, yeah. three guitar players were standing there, none of which had any talent, and be like, oh, you're the bass player because you're the last one. And half up. the time the guitars were out of tune and yeah. <laughs> they didn't even care. <laughs> but there were, you know, on occasion, like, say, Bad Brains, a band that had some fucking, you know, musicianship behind them. Well, that riff and Don't Need It is, that's, that's complicated, man. That's not easy yeah. stuff. Exactly, but that's, I mean, so. the other band I think that is true to that is, is, is Fear, you know, and this being the, the Christmas episode, you should <laughs> definitely pull out Fuck Christmas, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just some, some guys that just fucking, you know, they were there that, you know, this band started off as a, you know, a fusion band, heard punk, and were like, let's do that, and, you know, took their their talent and, and created other stuff. So as much as like back in the day, we probably heard this and you, you probably heard the, the production yes. ruined any kind of mindset as to yeah. what these guys that were actually doing. a big part of it, yeah. yeah. Just, it sounds like hot garbage. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me play a little bit of uh, Band in DC. Actually, some bass guitar. Yeah. There's a guitar solo in this song, too. I was shocked. Here, I'm gonna actually fast forward to that part. Oh.
not a bad guitar solo. I mean, it's I different like it. for yeah, it's different for for typical punk rock. You know, it's started off kind of melodic, actually. Yeah, it's actually got a you know melody, which most punk rock guitar solos <laughs> don't have. <laughs> most punk rock songs don't have guitar solos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah, that, that, punk rock guitar solo that doesn't exist. They don't. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I wonder why they even had. That's kind of interesting that they even had guitar solos. You wouldn't think they would even lobby to do that. Like the guitar player's like, I want to do a solo in this song. And they're like, You have two minutes in this song. And you want to take up thirty seconds of those two minutes to do a guitar solo. <laughs> I wonder if he had to like convince them. Like, no, really, <laughs> I want to I do mean, it. Well, I mean, no, no, that's the whole thing. I mean, you got to realize, you know, this band is composed of two brothers and the other two guys. They all had known each other. For, I, I don't know the total history of, of, of you know the band, but. You know, there was, you know, these guys were flat out, you know, a good unit. They, they, there was no like, hey, I want to do a guitar solo. You know, he all he probably just started doing a guitar solo, and they're like, oh, cool, all right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there, there was, there wasn't any argumentation, you know, between, you know, what these guys were doing. I mean, as time went on, I believe, you know, as the uh, '80s expired and they kind of moved in. I mean, you know, uh, I. You guys probably aren't aware of this, but you know HR, you know, left the band for a while, and there was, uh, and I guess Earl also left for a while. I think Mackie from uh, Cro-Mags took over on huh. no, I drums, don't know. and yeah, uh, Chuck was it Chuck Gromley, Gromley from Faith No More, not Faith No More. Oh, Chuck Mosley, uh, Faith No More, yeah, Chuck Mosley, yes, yeah. from Faith No More. Um, he ended up doing vocals. Uh, oh, I can see that, that kind of, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of a fit. But, yeah. Another band that was probably highly influenced by Bad Brains. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Faith No More, especially early on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jock Hauling. We should play some of that just because it's – that's the yeah, first play, moment play you're little, like – Play the little – play the little – Like, wait a minute, what? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like – Yeah. I mean, this is three eleven. Is is like <laughs> this is the same fucking thing. <laughs> no, fast forward a little bit. I think that's the whole song, right? I mean, it's just yeah. There's no vocals. Yeah, in the song, I think it's uh, instrumental. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, this doesn't do much for me. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's, I liked it. I like it. I, exactly. I mean, especially at this point, back I believe in the early '80s and even you know the '90s and all of that. Like, I, I still read. You know, preparing for this, reading people writing reviews, and you know, a lot of people that are into punk rock apparently are not as heavy into reggae. <laughs> that's strange. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people. I mean, and I'll be honest. You know, I've seen. I've seen you know, Bad Brains numerous times over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. Uh, it is always freaking hilarious to watch, you know, white skinheads, you know, start <laughs> kind of trying to dance when they start doing the reggae tunes. <laughs> it is, it is, it brings a smile to my face. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, well, Super Touch shift, Shit Fit, I guess. Yeah, that's, I think that was my favorite. My yeah, favorite. My favorite. Yeah. 
I fast forward to 57 seconds because you got the hardcore breakdown. Yeah, the breakdown. That's, that's the best part. Yeah, it's heavy. That's heavy. Daddy, it gets too heavy. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, leaving, leaving Babylon, that's the one that 311 covers. Another chill as fuck reggae song. I will say... 311 was pretty true to the original. I'll play a little bit of theirs. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same song with better production and a really yeah. high piccolo snare. Oh, yeah. That's a piccolo <laughs> all the way. <laughs> Throw it in a trash can. <laughs> and not HR and vocals. No. But, you know, it's, it's it's good. They did a good version of it. I actually saw them live about probably 10 years ago at uh, Jiffy Lube in, well, I was going to say in D.C., but it's actually in <laughs> it's nowhere close Bristow, to Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's well outside of the Beltway. They yes. brought on HR to do like three three Bad Brains songs, so that was cool. That's cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you remember besides? Uh, let's see. Was this Bad one? Bad? Fuck, what do they do? God, I wish I, I... I'll have to pull up yeah, the you do have to. I don't remember off the top of my head. No, but that was cool. I did not expect that. So they were... Um, I think they were celebrating like the 20-year anniversary of one of their albums or something. And they were like, and as a surprise, we're going to have HR come out and do one of the songs from the album. So huh. that was cool. That's cool. Uh, you, you, you talked about FVK, Fearless Vampire Killers. Yeah. That opening riff reminds you of something. Yeah. I thought it was this stupid fucking song. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) But the riff that comes in, I hate this song. I quit. That's it. (laughs) I don't like this song. That that song is How Would Be Thy Name. That part right there. That's How Would Be Thy Name. Well, that's pretty funny that you say that since... You know, Bruce Dickinson hates punk rock. <laughs> well, that literally is "Hell Be Thy Name." I mean, like, yeah, I know that's, that's yeah. almost note for note. Well, no, 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 time, 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 time. Steve Harris hates punk yeah, rock. Steve Harris, you know, really. Bruce Dickinson definitely hates it, but doesn't hate punk rock. Like Steve <laughs> All right, uh, so we can play a little bit more of this one. Let's see. Yeah. 
I'm a member of the FUK. <laughs> I like the song I a lot. I thought the riff in the song was a little more uh, metal-y. production is not good no <laughs> I, I swear i've heard a bunch of these songs just like seeing bands live especially like opening oh, yeah. bands just covering bad brain yeah. songs so i'm like yeah. i've heard this yeah. not by them but i've heard it right <laughs> i'm it's sure it's, i'm sure it's the case yeah, yeah. i mean that's the whole thing like, like big takeover pay to come right brigade i mean those three i mean fairly yeah fairly vampire i mean yes this entire album is is just repeatedly covered by yeah. everyone. <laughs> it seems like isn't is Big Takeover is that the one the Beastie Boys sampled the opening riff? Yeah, I was about to say that the, oh, so uh, that Super Touch shit fit is is in a Beastie Boys song, but we didn't talk about it, but definitely at 35 seconds of the song, it definitely is part of a Beastie Boys. It's part of Pass the Mic by Beastie Boys. I, I would be Yeah, exactly. This right here. Yeah. Yeah, that right there. That's definitely I was playing the album. I was like, oh, I've heard that before. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, duh. That's Beastie Boys. Yeah, Beastie Boys did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they happen to be very big fans of that. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This sounds good, though. Another song I I know bands have covered that like I've seen bands cover that song I know I have like A big takeover numerous yeah numerous Damn. bands big takeover yeah yeah anyway I didn't pay to come I didn't do much it's only a minute twenty six but my note on that song was it sounds like a punk song <laughs> well, I've got the seven inch upstairs that's the one thing like you know I picked that up sometime in the last year and you know I brought home. You know, threw it on there, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm, it's it's just sitting on top of my record player while the seven inches <laughs> your, sitting there. Your kids come like, over. My, 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 yeah, oh, my God. kids are like, do 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 do. Let's play some, you know, stuff. And I'm like, ooh, I should probably. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put this away. Just... Yeah. Daddy, that's not how you spell come. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, it's a joke. It's yeah. just they're yeah. they're joking. Right Brigade, though, I think that one, um, oh, that's got another uh, another breakdown, minute 11. Love that riff.
another guitar solo. There's actually two guitar solos in this song. Yeah. Crazy. And I believe we heard the only lyric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the whole song at that point. So. Uh, I let's see. I love I I jaw eh, whatever. Yeah. That song was very boring to me. That that song was like okay. If you're high as shit, you probably really enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing about this band is they are Rastafarian. Yeah. The the Rastafarian lyrics are are just you know they pro- oh especially in their their '90s stuff it is oh really oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah they embrace that you wanna well I mean he I mean they embrace their spirituality pretty hardcore that's you know the one really kind of crappy aspect of and I mean I love Bad Brains I will love them always and forever. But, you know, everybody knows the story. Um, I don't know what year it happened, but, you know, they were on tour. And at the time, you know, I mean, every, they were legendary. You know, when, when Bad Brains, you know, came out with these albums, everyone was like, holy shit, this is the band you have to see. This is the band that is redefining everything. Well, they pull into Austin, Texas, you know, and you figure, Texas, all right. Um, well, they're playing a show, God, I forget the name of the venue, but they're playing with the big boys, and I th- think the dicks were on the show. Now, obviously, this heavy metal show that we're doing here probably has no idea who the dicks and the big boys and MDC are. No. Um, these are the bands that, I mean, for the most part, created what's called queercore. Uh, bands that are, you know, have one or at least some members that are homosexual, and they absolutely love singing about it. And uh, uh, the lead singer of the Dicks, um, what's his name? Uh, or her name, probably. Um, but you would always dress and drag at a lot of their shows. Well, one way or another, the big boys, you know, would do the same thing. Well, Bad Brains were not cool with that kind of thing. They pull into town and they, you know, meet up. They're going to be crashing at, you know, someone's house. Who knows? All of a sudden, they realize that, you know, they're around a lot of homosexual men and problems occur, you know. Apparently, HR at one time was like, just, you know, we're in Babylon, we're in Babylon. It's like, well, no, you're in Austin, Texas. Mm. You know, you you find a figure like, how of all places did did this happen in Texas? But, you know, it did. But one way or another, there's been a lot of, you know, negative comments. There's a song that was on, um, I can't, I mean, I, I, I love this band and I can't believe I can't remember the goddamn song, but you know, where they kind of reference, you know, you know, there was a certain STD that was pretty famous during the eighties that, you know, they make a comment about some, something, something along those lines. And, you know, when they re-released that album, they just re-released and that song isn't on it anymore. They've grown as, as, as men and, and as human beings since then. So it, it's, kind yeah. of, it's kind of nice to know that as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So back in the eighties, you know, let's face it, things were a lot different than they were, <laughs> than they oh, are yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I did run into uh, the, the, uh, the 
just to get back to what I was saying earlier when we were starting this conversation about this band. Uh, this is from um, Finding Joseph I, uh, the biography of HR by Howie Abrams and Joseph James Lathos. Uh, pretty much HR uh, described their band's abiding ideology as a swirl of tenacious self-improvement and wishful clairvoyance. Wow. Uh, and the quote is, uh, I think the philosophy was to have something positive to say, have some kind of prophetic mes- message that would prove to people that we could do something better. And it's so mind-blowing that, you know, that really is what the Bad Brains was about, was trying to get the kids to, who were literally killing each other during their sets. And, you know, <laughs> everyone was high on who knows what. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, but their, their, their real game plan was, was that. Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the irony. Yes. The last two songs Beautiful on this album, I, I don't know if we need to talk about Intro <laughs> is like, what, 15 seconds, and that's it, and it's nothing special. It's, it? well, it's, yeah, it's just... And there's an unti- untitled bonus track, which I don't think was on the original album anyway, so... Which is, yeah, uh, and it, it actually literally is untitled, so, you know... Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I have, the only note on that song I have is it, it fades out, like, really super quickly, like in the middle yeah, of the song. Yeah, weird. It's like, wait, what? It's over? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What the hell? It feels like there's another minute of the song. There probably is. They're like, nah. It's just done now. Well, if there's one more thing to say, I mean, that's the thing. Like, HR, like I, I mean, I'm not, you know, friends with him or anything, but I've, I've, you know, I've actually hung out with him a few times and stuff like that. He is, he's an oddball. He is definitely <laughs> a little weird. But my favorite story, uh, like pretty much, um, guy Pablo Fiasco uh, used to run this thing on, I think it was Monday nights at this bar in downtown DC in Addis Morgan called Chief Ikes. Uh, it was just uh, an open mic night where anybody could just, you know. You just wanted to just show up, bring your what whatever instrument you wanted to. There's always you know trumpets, horns, whatever, and they'd bring a, a, a back line. So if you brought whatever you wanted, you could just plug in and play. Well, um, my friend Dave, my roommate at the time, was doing that. So you know, I showed up. You know, I brought my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and you know, Dave brought his girlfriend Mandy, and uh, I walk in. And uh, I see my friend Etienne, who was Dave's former drummer, sitting at the bars watching a Caps game. And I walk over and, hey, man, catch up with a friend, watch some hockey and shoot the shit. And so Mandy and Kristen, my wife, just kind of get a beer and are just standing there. And HR walks in and <laughs> recognizes Mandy and walks over. And it's just like, the peace and love of job be with all of you in your souls. I mean, that's, you know, I, I hate to make it sound weird but that's that is really hr when it comes to kind of when he's in a good mood he's very vocal and very friendly the most friendly guy ever and it's so friendly it's kind of weird because he's also very vocal about it he just walks up to you know Kristen, my wife and this other friend of ours just like oh the peace and love of god be with your souls and always and forever the peace to be with you and they're like hi hr uh Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But one way or another, you know, so 
uh, I, I eventually turn around and witness what's happening, and I'm just like, like pretty much laughing my ass off at like you know, yeah, yeah. You know people that really don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> well, should we grade this album? I think my my grade might be surprising. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not I don't think I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, A plus. <laughs> wow, A plus. Yeah. Wow. This is tough to grade. I yeah. mean. I mean, just, you, you guys can complain all you want about the production here. Trust me. I've heard a lot worse. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just part of it for me. Like I, I said earlier, I, I, you know, it's, I, I, I recognize their influence and the mm-hmm. importance of this band. Still not my favorite album, so I'll go see. I'm not, I don't hate it. There's, out, there's elements of this album that I do like. Um, there's a couple songs that I do really like a lot, like Sailing On, I think is a great song. Um, I, I liked a lot. Um, Red Brigade is good. So, you know, there's elements I do like, but overall just, you know, I probably won't go back to it very often, but I'm not going to say it sucks. So see. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I was between B minus and C plus. It's hard cause they're such an influential band. They, they, their impact on the, so many genres. It's hard to be just be like, well, but your album isn't very good, but I mean, <laughs> That's well. That's your. It's like your opinion, man. It's I mean, it's fine. You know, it's probably C plus. You know, yeah. I'm not like you said. I'm not gonna go back to this that often. But it's it's not it's not terrible. It's the songs are good. It's just uh, some of the songs are. Eh, but right. or maybe your Overall. taste is. Uh. It's it's entirely possible. <laughs> I may have terrible taste. Well, if you ask my wife, if you ask my wife, she'll tell you that. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> a lot of the things I love, the internet tells me I'm an idiot for liking. So maybe I have terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, the internet knows everything. Yeah. Everybody well, online in the comments section yeah. is always right. There's, there's, there are geniuses in the comments section. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Misfits. All right. Walk Among Us. We'll start with the opening track. Out there. So, Misfits is Glenn Danzig, obviously. Lead vocals, rhythm guitar on Vampira, Devil's Whorehouse, Astro Zombies, uh, and overdub guitar on all tracks except "Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight" because Weird. it's a live song. That's very, that's very Danzigy. That he would yeah, do that. yeah, it is. <laughs> that wasn't good enough. Also, drums on Brain Eaters, apparently. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jerry only on bass and backing vocals. Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein, or uh, Paul C A I A F A Kaifa. How do you say that again? Sure. How do you spell C A I A F A? I don't know. <laughs> Kaifa. It could be just about anything. It's 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 uh, Italian name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Doyle. Lead guitar and backing vocals on Hate Breeders, Vampira, Devil's Whorehouse, Twenty Eyes, I Journey to the Martian, and Night of the Living Dead, and Arthur Googie <laughs> on drums. Okay, I bet that's his real name, Googie. Sure, 
Actually, I think it might be. I mean, how else? I mean, Googie. You don't come up with Googie for, you know. Googie. Interesting last name. Oh, and the production. Another album that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so good. <laughs> the punk, punk musicians did not have money. I know. <laughs> well, especially their, open, their first album. Yeah. Mike Taylor production. Also produced by Misfits and Pat Burnett, apparently. So. Yeah, the production's about what you expect from a punk yeah. album. We already talked about this. It's yeah. But I mean, if we want to talk about production, I, I will say the mix is pretty pretty awful overall. No, oh, yeah. Like the drums are way too loud, the vocals are too loud. <laughs> yes. There's no bass guitar. Like I, I don't even know how you can classify bass on this album. There's like no. one song where you can hear a little bit of bass and that's it. Yeah. Um and the guitar tone is Oh buddy. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, not good. But, you know, we shouldn't complain too much. We knew what we were getting into. No, no. They are who they we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I love this album. This is, um, you know, admittedly, I think we've already talked about this, but we were into Danzig first, so we don't really of know. Of course. We knew Misfits because of Metallica. We knew, like, Last Caress, we knew that was a, a Misfits cover. Yeah. We knew the, you know, the 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 misfits skull was part Close of tattoo. So, but we I did go back and get into this band later on and uh you know, I love this band. So, I mean, it's, it's I'm kind of the opposite. Like I the first, you know, misfits song I ever heard was of course Metallica's cover and yeah. you know, then I heard the original. I'm like, wow. Talker really did a better job. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, I, then I, I started listening, and that's the whole thing. Like, I've never really, I've never been a fan of, of Danzig. I just, you know, it's just too much trying to be Elvis. And uh, yeah. and, and, and one way or another, like, like I, I, that's the thing. Like, I do prefer his vocals here to his solo stuff just because it's not as Elvis as it is in his yeah. metal days. But, you know. I mean, it's some of these songs, like, the weirdest thing to say, to admit, is, is you know, my favorite Misfits album is American Psycho with Adam Graves. <laughs> it didn't have yeah. Glenn Danzig on it. Yeah, exactly. The one, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and that it, is it, actually a good album. Like it, Exactly, it is. People don't, I mean, people don't put it that album, but it is a good album. They yeah. don't have many good albums without Danzig, in my opinion, but that one is pretty good, actually. Yeah. I've never even heard it. I own it on CD, actually. Yeah. No, it's good. You should it, check it, it out. Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, seriously, it is. Okay. But I mean, that's another thing about this band. It's just like, you know, let's face it, you know, their lyrics, all they are about like really, really bad horror movies from the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> well. These movies are freaking horrible. Like, how the hell did they even know these movies existed? Because these movies suck. Yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like if Ed Wood was in a punk band, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, well, that we can we can talk about the album cover because that dovetails yeah. into what the album cover is. Yeah. You know, the the album cover is um, it features flying saucers from the 1956 film Earth versus the Flying Saucers, as well wow. as the rat bat spider creature from the 1959 film The Angry Red Planet. Which, if you look at that wow. thing, it looks like a lion or something. It looks like yeah. a lion with wings. It doesn't it's, look like a rat bat. It's quite special. Yeah. <laughs> but also the interesting thing about the album cover was the first pressing was um it featured cover artwork with with pink background and logo oh. uh, where the second pressing of the album introduced a purple background uh with the with the green um uh, logo and uh 
Danzig in an interview in 2009 um, said, <laughs> he remembers, he said, I remember I flipped out on our label because it was supposed to be in all these different colors, such as red, black, and orange. But the way it came out was just truly awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was pink. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's, bad. It's the horror band. I mean, they were supposed to be, like, yeah, you know, flat out from hell. Yeah. And I'm covered in pink. <laughs> Man, yeah. Glenn Hansig does not like talking about his. Well, I don't know how he is now, it's, but yeah. I mean, he, they're doing shows. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. But, but from like his, from 89 like, yeah. or like 86 to like, or, yeah. to, you know, whenever he quit to yeah. like five years ago. Things did, yeah, yeah, things did not go, this band did not end well, you know. No, there were all sorts of lawsuits. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. he would not talk about them. And that's probably why, because of the lawsuits. Probably, like, he was yeah, probably, probably worried that they were going to, you know, there's probably going to be some other lawsuit that popped up because of something he said and he didn't want to deal with it. But Yeah, because I know on Headbangers Ball, Ricky Rockman... I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> bring, bring it up. And like the Glenn Danzig would be like, careful, careful. And his Rick. face would just, his face, like he would go from like, he could be smiling just like, a, yeah. Oh, he's like, like, I'm going to punch you. Yeah. And he wasn't even joking. He's like literally legitimately angry about it. Like, dude, yeah. would you, people are going to ask these questions. Right. You want to, yeah. they, they shouldn't this, be surprised. You know, yeah. people really liked that band. Yes. And would love yeah. to hear you play those songs and your other stuff. They want to hear it all. Well, and that's the thing. Like I saw Danzig in like 2006 or seven or something at Fillmore. It was like right when the Fillmore opened, actually, like a, like a year after the Fillmore and Silver Spring opened, and Danzig played. And he played. He, he brought Doyle out on stage, and they played a set, basically a set of Misfit songs, like eight Misfit songs. They played. Oh my god! It was awesome. Yeah. And like he, but he still wouldn't talk about it. like what? Why you're know. playing fucking Misfit songs? Why I don't know what his deal about? is. So, you know, he's a weirdo. But. He's weird. And there's weird stuff about even like we were talking about this earlier, but like this album isn't even on Spotify. No. Like what is going on with like licensing and why can't I just what is up with this guy? And you can't get any of the stuff on vinyl. Is it like they no. will not reissue this stuff? No. Like you try to find I mean I did I have seen an original pressing of this and it was fucking expensive. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Yeah. But, even the, yeah. the Danzig stuff. Why why put out the first four albums as a box set? But yeah. it has that, like, here's, we know this is our best stuff. It's the Rick Rubin stuff. Here's our best stuff in a box set. Remastered it would, or whatever. It would, it, it, it would be a total moneymaker. Like, he could yeah. make so much money from that. People love Danzig. Yeah. I mean, they flip. I mean, I, I know when I upload any Danzig stuff on my YouTube channel, it's like immediately like thousands of views, where usually yeah. I get like 95 views on the video. And this is it's always <laughs> like, holy shit, Danzig. I'm like, man, people love this guy. Yeah. Or hate him. Either way. <laughs> they yeah. want to see what he's saying. Yeah. What, what stupid thing they say this time. Yeah. It's either they love him or hate him, but he's, you're going to get views. So I don't know. It's such a strange thing to me that he's just sitting there like, no, yeah. you can't have it. Like, okay, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, the dude is old now and he said yeah. that he's not going to, like, he's doing these Misfits tours and he's not going to do, like, I, don't, I think he said he's not doing any more Danzig albums. He's not, he's, the touring will be few and far between. So, you know, um, but you know, he's been in in it for a long time. He's been doing it for a very long time. So yeah, can't say I blame him. I mean, he was in his forties with the Danzig stuff. So (laughs) it's been, he's got to be, he's got to be close to 70 at this point. I imagine. Maybe he's any, he might be. 
I don't know. I can look this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Glenn Danzig age. Yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm, it's sure it's, it got to be in the 60s. I'm going to say 66 is my guess. I'm going to say gonna, 69. 69, dude. 67. 67. All right. I was close. Born June 23rd, 1955. He's an older man. He's an older man. So Anyway, back to this album. Yes. You know, musicianship on this album is, like we were talking about Bad Brains and how they're really good musicians. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so you, well, you're saying that Doyle is not a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Right off the bat on 20 Eyes, that... that uh, that, that snare, that snare, snare roll. roll is like, haven't yeah. you just redone that? Like, that's <laughs> bad. It's so sloppy. <laughs> but again, going back to what we were saying earlier, is like what Keith said, like most punk bands are not concerned about that no. kind of stuff. Like that's, that almost actually makes the album better, you know, because yeah. it's so like. It's real, raw. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But goddamn, it's a bad drum, drum roll. <laughs> well, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but this album gets a lot of uh, uh, acclaim, I guess. Like, a lot of bands love this album. Yeah. Dave Rocky said this this album is nearly perfect. Um, that's I mean, uh, Audrey's your youngest. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Mark. like, I mean, I, you know, I'm never going to be like, you know, woohoo. I mean, it's not even my favorite you know, Misfits album. But, I mean, let's face it, this has got some fucking classics on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the tracks. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have much else to talk about as far as the, you know. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about in way of the musicianship, so. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, the tracks. <laughs> so we covered 20 Eyes in, in Instinct. We did. Yeah. That was the only, well, we did, well, we did Last Caress with, yeah. with you guys, with, too, with, with uh, Slaves a couple times. <laughs> well, with, with, yeah. With, yeah, with John. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, we covered this song. It was it was fun. It's a fun song to play. Yeah. Made it a little bit more metal. Yeah, we did. It's a good one. Yeah. I turned into a Martian. <laughs> I love the scream that opens this song. Such like hooky choruses. I love that about this band. Yeah, he's got those. You know, I'm assuming Glenn wrote most of these songs. I would think. Yeah. That's why he did the guitar tracks on every single song. Or, yeah, I gotta fix that. To... You just do it right. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta fix that for you. You play it right. <laughs> but I think he wrote most of Danzig's songs, so I'm assuming it's the same thing with Misfits. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> he's not Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, there's kind of a guitar solo in this song. 
master guitar solo, like three notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. It'd yeah. be too hard for me. These songs are so fucking short too. It's crazy. Oh my the first, god! The first four songs of the album are less than two minutes long. A minute forty, a minute forty-one, a minute forty-seven, a minute twenty-six. The longest is three oh seven. Yeah, yeah. Readers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's punk rock. I mean, it's, it's yeah. you know, it's yeah, simplistic. Yeah. You, you you don't need the you know the you know it's it's not freaking Chick Korea. You know, you don't need yeah. the, the the fifteen minute long keyboard solo. No, you, know? <laughs> no. you don't I need mean, any album. solos to be honest. It's it's twenty four minutes long. God, <laughs> insane. Well, if you don't like a song, don't worry, it won't be around very long. <laughs> that's true it's over it's over quick that's true <laughs> i thought that sam hayne did a version of all hell breaks loose i thought I, they did too because i remember hearing because i saw that on here i'm like wait i thought sam hayne did that song i know there was a bunch where like halloween there's like yeah three different there's, versions of that song there's a sam hayne there's like two misfits versions so yeah let's look that up i did youtube it and i, I saw there was a version but it didn't sound familiar to me it actually was not very good um not nearly as good as the Misfits version. I was surprised. It had like a different uh, feel to it. Huh. Completely. Here, I'll play this version first. This is great. It's one of my favorite Misfits songs. Oh, yeah. It's lyrics. Let me see this this says it's sam hayne let me see what it sounds like i think this version was fucking weird though <laughs> well, it looks like they have a song called just all hell yeah that's what this is okay see so, yeah, it's a different like the mm-hmm. Like what he's doing with the drums at all yeah i was gonna say it's more i guess more sam haney with those weird drums yeah but it doesn't fit no maybe that's just something used to the misfits version but this doesn't work this is much better I hear that second overdub guitar and it sounds like shit. I know. <laughs> I can hear where um, Hetfield got some stuff out of this. That just that kind of that down picking yeah, rhythm part, ching, ching, where, ching, ching, and ching, there's ching. another part going on that someone else was playing. It's I could I can hear where Metallica got some influence from this because sure. that's something Hetfield likes to do. We're almost like the guitar is like a drum. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was Cliff Burton that introduced them yeah. to Misfits, and you know, in the early days of Metallica, he had a lot of a lot of influence. Yeah. A lot of writing credits and a lot of, yeah, a lot of influence on James for sure on how yeah. songs. So, yeah. Vampire, this is like rockabilly punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
for the end. <laughs> hey, kind of a guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah, this like like you said, Keith. This song is just full of like. If you look at best of Misfits album, like it's yeah. most of these songs. Yeah, these are like I mean, when you think about the old days, I mean, this is this has got like pretty much all the best. I mean, it's got my favorite Misfits song. You know, which one is that? Mobby, can I go kill them? Oh. <laughs> that is just. It's it. got my favorite Misfits song too, which is Skulls. So <laughs> yeah, Nike go. We've all heard that Shakira Danzig mix, right? Yeah, of I course. Think. I think you guys played it for me. Yeah, it reminds me of that because of all the go, go. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That kind of ruined that, that <laughs> dancing <laughs> forever. It's like, well, <laughs> forever I hear that now. Yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the whole song. Oh, hey, breeders. Oh, man, this song's great. This song is, yeah, the longest song on the album. But I love the lyrics in the song. And there's another guitar solo, kind of. Stop Annihilation. I love that line. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, 138 was the guitar solo. Let's see what that is. <laughs> Another really hard one. And then mommy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy. Why don't I vote? Sing on that juice you are made to me.
<laughs> Mommy, can I go on in Delta Night? <laughs> you know, you said Dave Brocky likes this album or loves this album. He says, yeah. The first Guar album sounds exactly like this. <laughs> yeah, not a surprise. I never heard Death Piggy. I wonder, I'm, I'm sure they sound a lot like this, probably. That was uh, Dave Brocky's first band before Guar. You were privileged. Uh, my, the, you know, I don't know, the band I was in 20 years ago uh, did cover this song. Oh, really? Uh, we, well, we, we yeah. uh, Halloween 2000, we did a, uh, uh, it was supposed to be an 80s metal night. So we, oh. we did a few covers. This we did, well, I mean, let's face it, we started with uh, GNR's uh, Sweet Child of Mine, which oh, went God. well. And I put my foot down, it's like 80s metal, so I, I, I absolutely had to do um, Dio's Rainbow in the Dark. Now, what is oh. a three chord, you know, thrash punk band going to do without that keyboard? <laughs> yeah, do that. So it, it like pretty much it train wrecked from there. We went from that, which was an absolute like it was the worst show we ever played because we went from <laughs> that into this, which was with just like oh my god, we actually had some guy, the one guy that like liked us in Baltimore, just started just going off on us while we're playing this song. And we went what? from this into Mother. Uh, oh. You know, just, oh, you know wow. it just oh, made yeah. sense. Mommy, and we, yeah. Mother was still horrible. I mean, but at <laughs> least it wasn't nearly as bad as, uh, you know, Rainbow in the Dark. And, and I mean, how, how do we fuck this song up? I mean, it's like <laughs> it, you, could yeah. ju- you could fuck this thing up and it would still be like, oh, okay, they're, they're doing yeah, I got to kill tonight. But no, we it was <laughs> atrocious. It was the the worst performance I think I've ever done myself. So, so the song is triggering for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's still my favorite Misfits song. So. Yeah. PTSD. <laughs> it's like that time, man. <laughs> ah. Oh, we can skip Night of the Living Dead. Skulls. I got to play that though. That's oh, yeah, of course. Great. That chorus is just awesome. Yeah. I always wanted to cover that song. I never did, though. It's been a fun one to do. Hey, you yeah. still can. You're, you're, yeah. you, know, you play more often than I ever do. That's true. <laughs> I don't think the band I'm in now will go over too well, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Eh, Violent World. I don't know if there's anything to talk about. It's fine. Devil's Whorehouse. That's the song with the, the whip in it. Oh, yeah. Whoosh. Whoosh. More, more Guara influence. Oh, yeah. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Not one of the highlights for me. The song's okay. That's yeah, fine. Astro Zombies. At the beginning of this reminds me of something. I couldn't place it. Well, maybe you guys can. Yeah. 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 That. that. I don't know. That opening riff just it, it. There's something, but I can't place it. It's like Green it's like, Day or something. It's like the end of a song. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably is some like pop punk band that just ripped this off. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I don't know. That song is awesome, though. It's really great. That yeah, I love that song. Exterminate the whole fucking Yeah, movie. I think that's my favorite song on the album. Yeah, just because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Back in vocals. Exterminate. <laughs> That's not laughing. Exterminate. The whole fucking race here. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that opening riff, I'm like trying to place it. I'm like, God, what is that? <laughs> it might be Green Day. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure we'll think of it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'll wake up like, it's that stupid yeah. Grindr song. <laughs> if you think of it, please shoot it over to me. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, Someone yeah. stole that note for note. Like, they yes. ripped it off. It wasn't even yes. like, yeah, that was like, we'll just take that. Thank you. <laughs> and probably, you know, made millions. Yeah, made a lot more. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's Green Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the last song is kind of a joke, I think. I mean, you know, you read the lyrics and it's. Yeah. It's 56 seconds. It's it's dancing on drums. That's a whole song. Why can't we have some guts? There's a video for it, too, I discovered today. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I got yeah. to watch that. Yeah. From 80, 82? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. Yeah. They're eating brains. Shocking. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. They're eating brains. <laughs> In a really, really bad horror movie. Pretty much. Actually, they're at, a, they're at like a table, and they're just like eating these brains. Well, I'm, I'm sure, but I, mean, yeah, but I mean, let's face it. It's a misfit song, so it was ripped off from some horrible, like, whatever. The, it was ripped off from a plot, or it was probably like a five-minute segment of some really horrible 50s horror movie, and so that's what inspired the song. Yeah, sure, probably. it's a picture of them doing it. but yeah. <laughs> Probably. 
<laughs> okay, well, should we grade this album A for me? I, I, I mean, this has just got so many of the, the classic Misfits songs. I'm just not a huge Misfits guy. I, I want to lean like A, but I'm going to say B+. Plus. You're just like as close to an A as possible. It, 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 I mean, let's face it. This is one everyone should own. Maybe you don't listen to it a lot, but you should still have it in your collection, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd say B plus also. It's the only one. I'm not, I have a huge gap in my Misfits knowledge. Like, this is the only album that I really know that well. Oh, okay. There aren't that many of them. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. there, there are now, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got the box set when it came out, and that has, like, okay. obviously every album and, like, outtakes. And so yeah. I, I listened to the hell out of that. And that's okay. like, I think it's like six CDs or something like that. It's crazy amount of time. Oh, wow. So I, that really <laughs> upped my knowledge quite a bit when that came out. So Yeah. And it was shaped like a coffin. So that made it even cooler. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely recommend li- listening to all their albums. I mean, yeah. especially the Danzig stuff for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's the whole thing. I'm and not American sure. Psycho. That's good too. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not sure how much of the, the any of the recent stuff, you know. I mean, have they been putting out albums with uh, uh, what's his face on vocals? Uh, Let's well, see. I think well, Jerry only took over for a little yeah. bit. Well, Jerry only singing now, so yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I haven't. I think I tried listening to the second album after the, the vocalist from American Psycho was on, and I didn't. I couldn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I just I tuned out. Tuned out. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like 2011 was the last studio album. Mm, okay. So, which is, you know, fairly recent, considering. It's called The Devil's Reign. I have no idea how much tickets are for their shows either. I'm sure they're upwards oh, of like yeah. Oh, my bucks. God. No, I've, yeah. yeah I've, I've had some friends that have gone. It's like, oh, really? I mean, let's face it. I mean, with, with, Pan, with what Pantera's doing now, like, you know what? I think that's, you know, you're still going to get like a good sense as to what that band was was about. Even you know, let's face it, not having dime on the front of that stage, it's not the same damn thing. This is definitely not the same damn thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, sure, Glenn is out there, Jerry's out there too, and I don't think Doyle was doing it. Doyle's out there. Doyle's out. There. Yeah, yeah, they're all know. out there. Then fine, but the drummer, I don't know who the drummer is. But <laughs> I don't know. It matters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <think> it matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not googly, probably whatever yes. the guy's name. Is. <laughs> but Just you, what, get some guy. <laughs> one way or another, let's face it. Yeah, you know, right. There's no way in hell that you know. They're sure they're playing these songs. But and I'm sure the crowd is in, in smiling and enjoying it. But I mean, there's there's you know. Well, and Danzig vocals live are not at all the same these days. No, no. half the time is not even on mic. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does that scream thing where he's like, no. Yeah, he holds, he holds the mic. Who the fuck knows? But I I don't think I would show yeah. out the dollars to yeah. see that. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that. So no. You know, I'm, I love the band, but I don't, I don't love them that much. <laughs> no, no. If it were, you know, 87 or something, you know, maybe, but yeah. not in 2022. No. Okay. Well, you guys got anything going on? Anything uh, you guys are doing? It's the holidays. It's yeah, Christmas it's time. Merry so. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, we're doing Christmas shopping. So. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't tell you about that Medici the Airborne Toxic Event show. I didn't really tell you guys what. Oh no, a DC nine, right? Yeah. The DC. It was in October, but I just kind of forgot to talk about it. That was a, that was amazing. <laughs> that was. I bet I saw the pictures. You were like, <laughs> you could reach out and touch them. Literally. Yeah, 
Yeah. I actually, well, they came right past us when they got on stage. So I was like, hey, man, just patting them on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's insane. That's so. Yeah. It, they're not a metal band. So, you know, probably the fans of this podcast don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I they're don't a, know what the hell you're talking about. So. They're just a kind of an indie rock band, but they're really good. I mean, they're, you have to hear them to, to really understand what they're yeah. about. But I mean, they have a fiddle player. They have you know keyboards in their songs. They have I mean, the fiddle playing is like it's not like ding 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 ding. ding. It's more like <laughs> adds like a somberness. Ambiance. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it adds an alt country. No, <laughs> no. Okay. They're definitely a rock band. I mean, they they cover like Springsteen songs every now and then, and they're they're fairly popular. Like they, if they if they were to play a regular show, this was this was a secret show for the Medici fan club members, which is a hundred bucks a year. You get access to one free show. Per year, so if they come to your area, you just say, "I want to go to this show." And they go, "Okay, you're in." Guess what you do? So we get, we got in there, and Pam's really good. My wife Pam is really good at finding little nooks to go into at shows. She found this one next to a trash can in the corner, and we're like, "I'm like the keyboard is like it's probably three feet from where I was standing." You so could really like, fuck up one of their songs if you just if I wanted to, I could be a total dick and just be like, bong, bong. I mean, I totally could have. It's in, it was insane. <laughs> And they're like, this is the smallest show we've ever played in our history. And really? They've been around for like, I don't know, 14 years or something. They said, this is the smallest show we've ever played. I mean, and it was nuts. Yeah. And you've played there, Keith, so you I've know. Play, yeah, I mean, I know that yeah. venue. I, I opened for the Meat Men there. I mean, I've, I mean, shit, I've played the empty rooms there back in the old I might days. actually go there on January 7th. So. Okay. I mean, they it, they say it has a stage, but the stage is, it's not. The stage is two inches off the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally like, yeah, it's yeah. not really, they're just literally like, just there they are. Whatever band, whatever band's playing there, they're just standing there. So this was just that was nuts. I'm like, this how is this even possible? Magic. Magic. Disney magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when this was announced, they said if you if you want, you can request five songs for them to play. So they played three of the five that I requested. That was pretty cool. Oh wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's 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 really awesome, actually. The bands do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, it's free. I mean, the, the fan club is $100 a year, but the show itself, just sign up, walk in, off you go. So, very, very cool. So, if you're if you're interested in checking out a band that's not a metal band, but it's a rock band, they're called the Airborne Toxic Event, give them a shot. If you like it, definitely sign up for this fan club. There's other perks with the fan club, too. They have, like, like uh, every now and then they'll do a live stream where he just talks about how the song was songs were written. He'll pick a song and say, "Here's the lyrics. Here's why I wrote this." Because they're the singer. He's also a, he's an author. He's a very good lyricist. So his lyrics are really good. And he'll walk through like, "Here's what this man." Well, he had a really strange about. childhood too. Yeah, he was in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had to escape from the cult, and uh, him and his brother, yeah. I guess. And, he has a book out called Hollywood Park. The last album is called Hollywood Park. Um, it's a good album, too. It's so good. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, so if you're interested in a band that's kind of different, they're a rock band, but they're not metal, yeah, check them out. If you like it, join the fan club. Yeah, it's funny. We're, we're leading into 93. We're starting to get into areas where we're veering away from metal a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. I don't, I don't know how much uh, we're going to talk about that's not metal, but uh, we'll, we'll get into it for well, sure. But. Just to bounce back to the HR stuff, um, uh, if anybody else was interested in a punk show, it's going on next month on January uh, 21st. My good friends, the Goons, are doing a reunion show at the Black Cat. HR is playing. A band from oh, Boston wow. called the oh, FUs wow. is also playing. They're wow. old school. They've been around since the early 80s. 
so yeah, uh, definitely go try to check that out because uh, those are good friends of mine, and uh, I I've only broken one bone in my entire life, and it was my nose, and it was at a goon show in 1995. <laughs> so wow, it is a uh, they are good people and a great band. So go check that out. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, you know, that I did pick up recently, because, I mean, it's like, it might be one of those albums that I own on tape, CD, and vinyl now. I, f- I got it on vinyl, uh, you know, uh, If I Should Fall From Grace From God by the Pogues, because it's got the greatest Christmas song that's ever been written. <laughs> Fairy tale for <laughs> so. Cool. Anything else? No. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Christmas shopping, man. Like, I'm lucky I got managed yeah. to get into as many listens to this shit as I did because, <laughs> holy yeah. shit, if I got yeah. a lot of people to buy for. And, uh, well, you saw little kids, too. So it's uh, yeah, more, yeah. Yeah. Having, <laughs> so for me, like, I mean, my kids are, they're grown, but it's, I have to, obviously, I'm still getting them stuff, but it's yeah. a little easier because it's, you know, they mostly want money or video games or something. Yeah. And so it's like, you know. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Difficult. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, I don't know if there's going to be another podcast before the end of the year. So if not, everybody have a happy new year and great Christmas. Yes. Did you want to just mention any albums that were not Oh yeah, discussed from 92? Uh, I don't know what's out there that we didn't talk. I mean, so there's a big one, obviously, Maiden. We haven't talked about Maiden. We'll, yeah. we'll figure that out. I don't know if we're, if we're going to talk about Fear of the Dark or not. It's not their best album. We should talk about it. Yeah, we should still. Talk I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I definitely have things to say about it. You know, no, yeah, no. it should be. It's it's Bruce Dickinson's I, I, last I mean, album. Yeah, I mean, we should. I mean, hey, yeah, I know. Get get a hold of, see if we can get somebody to to join us. But yeah, we yeah, we've got some, some folks in. we want to bring yeah, in for. We can do we can so. do it the same thing we did tonight. You know, again, sometime. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So end. even if it's in January, we'll we'll still try to try to do something. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, because there's another another '82 album that yes, that's the that was the plan. Yeah, the book and Dickinson albums, the '82 Dickinson and the '92 Dickinson. So that's yeah, you know, there's one that's a little better. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, anyway, that is another thing I got though. Uh, Joe got me a Christmas present. He gave me uh, the. the Iron Maiden. Oh, the oh the book. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. He has one for me too. I haven't gotten it yet. I, I was supposed to see him last Wednesday, but I was in massive amounts of pain, so I could not go see him. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, ninety-two albums that we didn't talk about. Other ones, I, you know, there was a Motorhead album that we didn't talk about. Yeah, March, March or Die, March or Die, which is a pretty good album. Yeah. Has a yeah. has a duet with Ozzy on it, and Slash. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Slash plays the guitar solo. That's right. I about that. Before the solo, he goes, hey, slasher. <laughs> and it's really cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, No Night, No Nice Guy or I Ain't No Nice Guy. I think that's what it's called. I Ain't No Nice Guy. That's it, yeah. Let's see if I can find it. It's. I want to find this guitar solo. Got that out of the yeah. way. Yes, <laughs> that's probably the worst song on the album. <laughs> it's not very good, actually. I don't remember this album to be honest with you. I, yeah, Hellraiser. I know Hellraiser. Of course, there was yeah. a video for that. And there's a there's two versions of that song. 
Oh, that's right. There's the one on uh, Ozzy's album, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This one's better. Yeah. As it would be. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. He does Cat Scratch Fever on this Yes. Album? I always skipped that when I played this album. Blah. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> the original sucks. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. There was an album uh, by M.O.D. called Rhythm of Fear that was pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird Al off the bo- deep end. Yeah, off the uh, body count. Body count. Body count. Yeah. Their debut, right? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it had Cop Killer on and everything, right? Yeah, so. That was a big that was a big deal, actually. That was a big deal. Yeah. And and of course, you know, right along with body count, you know, they might be giants, Apollo 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's funny going down my list, it's just like, oh yeah, man. You know, they might be giants, dead milkmen. Uh, let's see here. Fish, Picture of Nectar. I love that album. I'm not a fish fan. <laughs> not, not allowed to talk about fish. On the no. <laughs> no. I mean, look. Blind, Blind, Melon's, Blind Melon's debut album came out in 92. I love that album. But no one else is going to want to talk about that album. No. So. No. no. <laughs> what about Rancid? King Missile's Happy Hour? No. <laughs> Come on, detachable penis. I was going to say, I bet that has detachable oh, penis. <laughs> well, there is that, I guess. <laughs> Sick of it all had an album in 92. Huh? Mm. You said Dead Milkman, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Social Distortion, Rancid. Yeah. No effects. You know, a lot of SoCal, SoCal yeah. pop punk bands. I mean, let's face it. This was, this was right when SoCal pop punk was about to take over. Mm-hmm. I hate Rancid. I cannot stand that band. <laughs> so it's the, it's the vocals. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because the the, guy, ba- the bass playing is the uh, best bass player in, in in punk rock easily. I mean, that guy God. is phenomenal. He's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it is mind blowing. Like what that it's, guy does. Well, yeah. if the singer didn't sound like he swallowed glass, I might like the band a little bit better. <laughs> but yeah, I can't. The vocals really kill it for me. But my God, I. Because Pam likes them, so she'll play them. And I'm like, she goes, listen to the bass. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I have to focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn, that guy's good. <laughs> Wasp had an album out in 92, The Crimson Idol, which I was curious to go back and listen to because it was the follow-up to uh, The Headless Children, which I love that album. So I'm like, well, and, and, and apparently that's like critically, The Crimson Idol is supposed to be their best album. So huh. that's what I read. I haven't gone back and listened to it. So no, me either. I'm kind of curious too now. Yeah. Well, I also we're we're missing probably I guess uh, not my wife, but I think the rest of the wives. The Cure, Wish. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> my wife. That's a, yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, them and Depeche Mode were like the two big bands for my wife. So back in the '90s, Are you guys curious about our uh, collective top ten for the '92? Like, well, I mean, Pantera is obviously number one. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear that. I like all that stuff. I could go. I could go. I could do all of them. I could, okay. Sure. What, what was our What was our worst album collectively? I'm sure you can figure that out pretty easily. Oh, um, we just did it, didn't we? Wasn't it recently? Or no? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was recently. Um, <laughs> now I gotta look. Well, that's a big band. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Uh... Oh, it's gotta be Megadeth. Yes, it's Megadeth. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. okay. There we go. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> You got a C minus collectively because we had Justin on. Justin oh, was man. the one who was like, <laughs> I think Justin gave it like a B minus or something. So, yeah. Or maybe a B. I think he gave it a B. 
Man. The rest of us were like, I think I gave it a D. <laughs> yeah. I think I gave yeah. it a C minus or something like that. I know. Yeah. So that was last. Uh, second to last was Mucky Pup. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was uh, not yeah. impressed. I don't think and Joe then, liked it much either. And then Helmet. Oh, yeah. And then Testament was number well. 20. Huh. Uh, Skinny Puppy Last Rights, number 19. Well. Thanks. Thanks, Aftab and uh, Matt. <laughs> uh, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they helped out with that grade a lot. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been <laughs> yeah. bottom of the list probably. <laughs> that was a fucking F for me. It's <laughs> an F. I don't give Fs very often with that album. Oof. <sighs> Man. Man. Guys have, once again, no taste. <laughs> no taste. Uh, let's see. 18 was Nirvana, Incesticide. Suicidal was 17. Stone Tool Pilots was 16. Rollins Band, 15. Were some of these alphabetical? Because I imagine you had some ties. Uh, I did have some ties, but it's later on. Okay. Um, what do you mean alphabetical? I mean, like if they had a, if there's like a B and a B, are you like, well, it was a tie, so you just do it alphabetically, or do you? No. So no, I, I, I there is a tie. So like, but like Roland, like if we give a B minus and someone gives a B and someone gives a C plus, like they average out to like like Roland's band, for example, was a B minus at eighty two point two five. Okay. Like I went by the, the oh, I got scale, you. I see. Right? Okay. You didn't do it by just like a grade letter. You did it by actual like. Yeah, like I took the number of what that grade would be. Like the GPA. Yeah. The yeah. G- yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So so White Zombie was 14, Ramones was 13, Danzig was 12, which I'm like, oh, for me, like, I love those first four Danzig albums. So for me, that Dan- Danzig would have been like number four, number three, um, but is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flotsam and Jetsam was 11, which is kind of surprising. Like that's yeah, that pretty is, high for them. That's pretty high, yeah. You know? Uh, that was a B, 86.5. Uh, number 10 was a tie. Alice in Chains, Sap, and Beastie Boys, Check Your Head. Uh, number 9 was also a tie. Creator, Renewal, and Kaya, Spluce with Red Sun. Uh, number 8 was Broke, uh, Broken by Nine Inch Nails was number 8. Screaming Trees was number 7. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on now. <laughs> Look, I love that album, too. I was shocked at how much. I think I gave that album an A. I, I love that did. album. Yeah. That was a great, I was kind of, I think that was like the biggest surprise of the year for me was that one for sure. Hmm. Like I did not expect that one to be that as good as it was. I listen to that album. I still listen to that album a lot now. Like I go back to that album. It's a good fucking album. Really good album. (laughs) Really good. Uh, Number six was Guar. Number five was Ministry. Hmm. Number four was Top. Wow. Yeah. Top five Ministry. Psalm 69. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Number four was Tool. Opiate. Makes sense. Number three was Rage. Number two was a tie, Faith No More and Alice in Chains. Mm, yeah. That's yep. a tie. That's a, yeah. And, I, mean, oh, really, I wonder what number one could have been. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. What is number one? <laughs> did we do two episodes on that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Pantera. A plus all around. So that's those top three are pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Alice in Chains, Faith No More. I mean, the top top five is, is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ministry, Tool, Rage, Faith No More, Alice in Chains, Pantera. Yeah. That's. I mean, we don't talk a lot, you know, we're not, I mean, let's face it, I still don't quite get Mocky Pup, but, you know, (laughs) we we don't bring up, you know, no-name shit bands, you know, most of the time, you know. Right, right. There's a reason we, we, there's a reason we're talking about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so that's it. If we do another episode, it'll be Iron Maiden, so that'll be what we're talking about next, but. um, Although, we also might do our top 
Oh albums yeah, albums of two, 2022. That'll probably be in January, though. I imagine. Yeah, I was unless, unless you're off for like Christmas time, we could do it around Christmas time. I did take uh, the last couple of days of the year off, so I took like the yeah. 28th, 29th off. So maybe we'll do it around then. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely. One. I definitely. I do. I do want to do that because there's it's, some really good albums. It's one of the most fun, for, at least for me, one of the most fun episodes because it's just. You know, yeah, shooting the shit, shit about some new stuff, and and Keith yeah. won't participate because he doesn't know any of this new. I I don't. I mean, I don't even have the Clutch album. I mean, like all the bands that have come really? out with something. This, yeah, I don't even own come that. On, man, I've I've had it in my hand a couple times. You know, I've been like, Rrr. it's like twenty bucks just buy the damn thing. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> it's really good too. Yeah, it's a really good album. I do think I like Book of Bad Decisions a little bit better. But, I still don't um, even own that. Yeah. Oh my god, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> come on. All right. Well. For Tim and Keith, this is Eric saying. Thank you. Good fucking night. Oh. Sorry for the cursing. I tend to curse. I say stupid things. Energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Sometimes I think you break just a little too much, flies. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a blood alcoholic anonymous. Cut out. Cut it up big time. They are miserable slaves of Satan! Look out! Some cunts recording this. Hey,